This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Dell and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Today we're going to talk about a couple of trends that should be of interest to our audience, especially uh, a lot of you folks have been giving us great positive feedback about kind of the shift in the show and the refocus of the show. So uh, today, very, very excited to have Stephen Wilmot, uh, founder, CEO of 3Scale, uh, to come talk to us about APIs and, and what AP developers are doing with, uh, with all loads of APIs. So Stephen, welcome to the show. Great to meet you, Brian. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. So, there's a couple of cool things that you guys are doing here recently. Before we jump into that, for folks that maybe don't know 3Scale as well, give us a little bit of background of, of your background, uh, especially from a developer perspective, and, and why you guys decided to you know, create a platform to, um, you know, to enable APIs and, and what's going on around your space. Sure. Um, yeah, so we, you know, we have a very technical background at the company, all the founders, and um, uh, quite a while ago we just saw a lot more people doing APIs on the web. So it was kind of the old SOA technology. Um, it still works very well inside the enterprise, but people were sort of trying to adapt it to work on the web. And um, so we figured we'd try to make that easier, and that's that's what we've been trying to do. So we see the company, our objective is really to be an enabler, to provide infrastructure for people to do kind of the complicated, nasty stuff around APIs that you need to do to make them work well. And it's kind of a technical operations part, which is analytics, alerts, access control, and those kind of things. And then there's sort of the business part, which is how do people get an API key? How do they find documentation? And how do you make that documentation really good? And those kind of things. So that's kind of where we sit, and we try to help our customers do a great job and create good developer experiences for people. And um, yeah, there's a few other things we do on top of that, but that's kind of the core of it. Yep, yep. And there's uh, the space is obviously becoming somewhat more crowded. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of different companies that provide platforms. Do you guys have a kind of a specialty or a, or a focus area you look at for certain types of APIs or, um, you know, certain types of, 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 say, verticals and so forth to solve from a business perspective? Yeah, well, definitely. So there's, there's certainly some choice out there, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think um, what's, what's kind of happened to date is uh, most people have taken a sort of a firewall metaphor to, to solving the API problem in sense of, I have this API and I want to stick something in front of it to protect it. And that sort of works well for a while, but then you realize the API is really part of your bigger business. You know, how does it integrate with uh, the content that's actually uh, coming through the API? How do you, um, if you're if you're actually having customers integrate with that, how do you know which customers are succeeding and that kind of thing? So we, we see ourselves much more of a platform okay. in the sense that we separate kind of that management layer from the actual API delivery, so the delivery of the bits and bytes. So we have a pretty hard separation between those two and link them together, but um, don't, you know, kind of just have this like, notion of a, of a piece of technology you stick on the end of your uh, web stack and, and have it work. Right. Okay. That makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. So, you know, we, we've obviously seen, you know, a bunch of, bunch of sort of trends and things that are changing. You know, a lot of times in the past it was, 
you know, vendors and vendor platforms that drive certain things. Um, you know, we're seeing a ton of stuff around, um, you know, communities, Kickstarters, open source, you know, driving innovation, driving new ideas. You guys are recently launched a, a, a contest or a program um, called API Tools Middleware Contest. Um, tell us about the contest and sort of the, the thinking behind, you know, wanting to reach out and get folks to, to innovate on the platform, to give you feedback. Um, give us a, a sense of, of what the contest is driving, both in terms of, you know, rewards for developers and then some of the, the early feedback you're seeing in terms of, uh, you know, innovation and cool ideas coming out of it. Yeah, no, sure. Um, so I think if you think about what APIs are, so this is the reason why we're so excited and why we, you know, we, um, we run in the company to try to help the API world grow and expand is that they just provide an amazing amount of value. If you, if you take, so one of our customers, the city of New York, for example, they have APIs on all sorts of data that they have. And if that isn't there, then you just can't do um, a lot of the apps, you know, a lot of the apps that people want to build, the city would never be able to fund them. Um, and so having all this value created by APIs is just amazing. So that we, that, that part of, that part of um, what's happening is taken off well. People are putting APIs out there, and we see them just pretty much at any industry. Uh, it's just all over the place. Uh, people are popping up with APIs, and that's great. Uh, the thing that it does, though, is that it's a challenge for developers because it's like, well, now I have all these resources, but how do I actually use them effectively? And um, some APIs are great. Some APIs are less good, and some of them change over time and break your code, and it's a lot of... Um, trickiness to actually consuming these things and we're very sort of in the early phase of that and there are not very many tools around to actually help developers get a handle on tracking all these APIs they're using so we we wrote a tool internally called API tools which we then open sourced and it's a it's a it's basically you can think of as a proxy through which you can manage all those outbound API calls Gotcha. And you can kind of track all those dependencies. And it works for any API, um, you know, everything from Twitter to Facebook to the New York City API, as I mentioned. Um, and you can kind of modify the traffic. So, uh, for example, the Twitter API has pretty strict rate limits, and you might want to make sure you don't bump into them. And so someone's written a piece of middleware, which is a piece of Lua code, just to kind of um, stop you going over those rate limits and do some caching. And so we kind of feel like there's a a lot of interesting things to do just to try to make some of these APIs easier to use. So the middleware contest is all about helping people share these things. So these pieces of middleware, people are starting to share them. And we're trying to encourage people to do that. Like, hey, can you make your favorite API a little bit better by writing some code that, that does something cool that someone then doesn't have to go rewrite? You know, So that's kind of gotcha. where we came with for that. Gotcha, yeah. And that's <clears throat> that's always the interesting thing is, is lots of... Um products, features, projects will sort of go, hey, we, we have an API and I'll, you know, the, the, the challenge for developers is always like, well, that's that's great, but sometimes I need some context around what, what, what in the world would I do with it? What could I do with yeah, it? Some um, examples. Yeah, so it sounds like what you guys are sort of doing is you're going, look, we we have a platform to begin with that, that is very business focused or, or can be very business focused. Um, so that's a, a starting point and a context. And then I'm guessing as people are doing things so whether it's um you know stuff like this uh this twitter rate limiting or any of the other stuff you're going to sort of publish them and now people have examples they've got some context to go okay cool this is the types of stuff i could do and i don't have to reinvent the wheel like the, the guys from three scale have done a whole bunch of work or somebody else has done a bunch of work yeah. i can go focus on some other niche that they they kind of want to go focus on yeah exactly and it kind of puts it just gives you a collection of new um, kind of little components that you can put into your stack to, to avoid having to rewrite some of that stuff. And 
even things like there's a, a popular protocol that's used for APIs for authentication, which is OpenAuth, mm -hmm. which a lot of people are familiar with. But there's a, a ton of different implementations. They're all slightly different. If you use Facebook OpenAuth, it's slightly different from Twitter OpenAuth. And so those kind of things are just very annoying when you're writing code. So I'm having people share some some components to, to kind of make those things easier. Um, that's why we, we kind of opened this up. And, and people were writing them anyway, but having a contest kind of, it's nice to get, I think I think the top prize is a thousand five hundred dollars, something like that. So, you know, it's nice to get a reward for doing it as well. So sure. that's kind of what we put that out there. Out yeah. there. Yeah. Plus, plus, there's a, a chance to give recognition for people, and you know, yeah. with today's job markets, that's always very, very cool to have that's out there. Also good, yeah. For sure. um, so you guys call this middleware APIs. Um, I don't, you know, from a name perspective, and again, I'm not trying to make a, a comment on it, but do people look at APIs like middleware APIs versus, say, front-end APIs versus anything else differently, or is it just a way of saying, look, um, like you said, there's that separation between what the business does and then like getting access to the data. Do people, yeah, we, people, do people think about sort of uh, a hierarchy of APIs, if you will? Well, so, so um, I guess we, so the notion of middleware that we use, um, for sure there's, there's a lot of, um, this has a, a lot of connotations, so we thought about the name for a fair bit. So the, kind of the API tools model is just that you have this channel through which you're, you know, you can monitor these outbound pieces of um, these outbound calls to these APIs. So if you're using the Twitter API, you can see what traffic you're actually sending it and see the, res the raw response. And um, your app kind of goes through that. And then, so the notion of middleware is that you can, you might want to put some things in that pipeline to modify that traffic on the inbound and outbound sense. So I wouldn't necessarily say that the APIs are different, you know, there's middleware APIs or and non-middleware APIs. They're just sort of this is sort of a, uh, a modifier component, a piece of middleware, if you like, or a filter that you can drop into your stack for interacting with any API. Okay. And if that makes it a little bit clearer. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes yeah. sense. Um, so we will put all the, the links to, you know, how to register for the event, contest rules, all that sort Great. of stuff in the show notes. Um, I, I'm curious about, you know, a lot of us go to events, we go to meetups and so forth. When you introduce sort of a contest aspect to it, like you said, there's a little bit of prize and a little bit of recognition. What's the what are the sort of the key things to making it successful? Like, um, how much interaction is there from your team having to do a certain amount of support? Um, you know, what are the right tools to make this successful? What have you guys kind of found in terms of um, you know seeing participants collaborate with each other? Um, what, what are you finding that's making this work? And what did you sort of learn from say other things that maybe didn't work as well? Yeah. Um... Very good question. So I think um, it's really, and this can come at this from two angles. So from the from the um, the API tools contest that we're talking about here, I mean, we definitely uh, have seen in the past and with this one that interacting with people and helping them with actually, to get actually get things done is very important. I think, you know, the idea that you post up a page and say, hey, everybody, here's some prizes, everyone gets stuck in is, it doesn't really work well. I mean, I think it's important that uh, when people have questions, you're very responsive. Um, and also, um, especially kind of giving examples of what the kind of things are that people could do, because then they realize, hey, I've actually done this thing already, and I can just submit it, or uh, they realize I can modify something they did. Whereas if it's just an abstract concept of submit something, that's always a much higher you know, bar. If you, if you think of um, most developers are busy with their day jobs, and you want something that's relevant to them. Yep. And the other the other thing is, yeah, um, don't ask them to do something which wouldn't be useful. I think um, 
it's a uh, it, it's definitely a good thing to pick pick contest subjects that are that are focused on what would be um, useful for them and um, the the other side we see contest in is um, in, at hackathons so we get involved in with a lot of hackathons where companies that are either our customers or other APIs are um, kind of introducing their APIs to developers and helping them use those. And there again, it's I think that the key thing that wins is um, having a developer evangelist or someone on the team that that's managing the API to be really just helpful and responsive to questions. Gotcha. There's not there's there's nothing like um, you know the buzzkill you get from being stuck on getting a weird exception and not having anyone to ask and having them take 24 hours to respond to you. That's that's a pretty big buzzkill. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you lose all your motivation, especially when you, like you said, most of these folks have a regular day job and this is a yeah. side thing to do. So um, so what happens when the contest is over? I mean, obviously, you get lots of submissions. There's a lot of, um, you know, communication going on. But how much of it do you take, um, you know, as, as feedback for the product? And, and how much do you do you try and use to, to encourage, you know, future hackathons, more stuff like that? Like what's the what happens after the event's done? Yeah, so in in this case, um, actually every submission is uh, is is going to be will be public on GitHub. So all those pieces of middleware, um, whether they win or not, will be there. So they'll be reusable by people. Um, and so I think that's a that's also a big thing that that we certainly you know maybe that certain um, submissions win the prize, but it might be that over time um, other submissions that didn't win any prizes just get super useful. And a lot of people use those as well. So there's a there's a benefit to that, and I think um, we certainly promote um, those you know as as many of the submissions as we can. Um, maybe we should do a prize like six months out and see which ones got used most. <laughs> yeah, <something like> that. <laughs> that would be a fair thing to do. Yeah, and that's always the the thing that I find interesting. Sometimes is is you'll you'll go back and you'll look at threads and you'll look at uh, forum lists and stuff, and people will go. I ran into this problem. I didn't know what to do, and they start searching. And somewhere there's some little snippet of code or yep, something where it's exactly. like, and that thing fixed it for me. And it's like, yeah. So the fact that you guys are making all these things public, you're not sort of throwing them away afterwards, is, is very cool. Because yeah, you never know when uh, th- that thing will will solve a problem for you. Um, <clears throat> so so cool. So um, the platform's out there. Lots of examples. People can get engaged with this stuff. How much longer? You know, the, the contest's been going on for about a week. How much longer does it keep going? And and what's the you know, obviously free to get involved. Um, all the details are in, but yeah. how much longer will it run for? Uh, so people have to get their submissions in by the end of November. So okay. there's a, a bit of time pressure. So it's uh, it's pretty easy to, to do some of these things. So some of the middlewares, they may even be sort of four or five lines of code, right? But yeah. uh, they, that could be the magic four or five lines of code that somebody else needs. So. Very cool. Um, yeah. There's, so, you know, we um, you guys have a... a, a a good um, there's a there's a great white paper that's on your on your page sort of talking about the API economy and so forth. You obviously are are involved with it. Uh, you know, like you said, you're dealing with the the city of New York, so you're dealing with you know large scale customers across a bunch of different verticals. What what are you seeing? You know, as this sort of API centric economy comes along, what, what do you what do you kind of want to see things? How do you want to see things get better? What are the big sort of barriers that you're finding? And you know, so if you're you're sort of putting your uh, your I don't know a crystal ball hat on, mm-hmm. what would you like to see things look like a year from now, both from a technology perspective and then you know how customers are are you know developing them and consuming them and so forth? Yeah, um, uh, there's probably a big laundry list in here. So 
Uh, we definitely, I think the last um, year, 18 months has been really exciting. Uh, so because if you go back further than that, it was typically sort of Silicon Valley tech company um, type of territory to have APIs, at least public ones. But that's radically changed. So there, there are, you know, as, as we mentioned, the city of New York, um, there's a lot of public space type of APIs, also university APIs and other things coming out. Um, but then also large companies. So we have customers like Johnson Controls, for example, which is a huge industrial company. Um, a lot of people doing really interesting things. And I think it's become mainstream. So that's a really, really positive thing. So I think that that evolution continuing is definitely, you know, hopefully that will, that will happen. I'm, I'm sure it will. Just from a change perspective, we still, uh, just on the API provider side, we still often hear people um, asking themselves the question, well, what, what kind of um, business model should I put on my API? What should I build my API around? And it, it's often, I think, the wrong question. The right question is, what's my business? You know, am I, you know, do I have um, some great data that people need? Um, am I a platform for this, that, or the other? And then figure out how the API helps that business work. Um, so, you know, example would be if you're the national archives of, of someone of some country, then um, some people think about adding sort of a statistics API, and that's useful. But how about just putting the API onto the archive itself, right, so that people can get the data in and out? And luckily, that mentality of the API being the separate thing has has moved on a bit, but still people are asking themselves that question. So I think that's a that's a big change of an API. You know, how does an API help me in my day to day rather than you know, feeling that an API project um, is sort of an add-on or a burden somehow, right. which, which some people still sometimes do. Um, yeah, and that and that I mean that, that aligns almost exactly to what we've heard from from a lot of other folks. Is there's this, you know, there's still always this mentality of like it's our data, we need to protect it. You know, we don't necessarily want to you know, let the world see it. And then you're, you are seeing this evolution of people starting to go. What could I do if that data was open, right? Is yeah, there is there exactly. revenue is there a revenue stream? Is there partnering opportunities? Is there just creative ideas that come out of that stuff? And, and like you said, it probably differs whether it's a university or a city versus a, an enterprise company. Do, have you found any tricks or um, you know sort of good guidance to help people think through that as opposed to just going, yeah, you have to do this? But but for those folks that sometimes are a little you know, concerned about doing it, like, is there a, a good framework you found to think through going, this may not be a bad thing for you to do, here's how you assess risk, or here's you know, how you think about the business differently? Yeah, we, we normally, um, I think the first question we ask, you know, is what, what, what is the upside you're trying to achieve for, for, for your organization? And um, a lot of cases, it's just opening stuff because um, people can do interesting things with that, and that that makes sense. If you're a company, that typically isn't something you can fund at least at least not for a long term. So it needs to be a business benefit. And then it's a question, you know, what are your indicators you're trying to drive? You can try. Are you trying to get more users? Are you trying to um, enable new services that some of those users you have would pay more? You know, what's what's kind of the benefit that you're trying to drive for the company? Because if you do that, then um, there's resources available to go and do it. And if it's, uh, um, if you can't identify what those are, then it might not be the right thing to invest your time in at that point. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I think that's a good, good kind of, was the question of yeah, where, um, where to start? Where does it fit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that part is, is fantastic. And that's always a lot of times what people are looking for is the technology is cool, but how do I manage change sort of stuff? You know, the other thing that's great that we see from, you know, company over and over again is, is the technology companies have finally realized like you need to, to sort of remove all the friction, the barriers for entry. So the fact that 
well, you guys are a commercial entity, um, you know, getting access to your tools, getting access to the contests and stuff is free. It lets people go play with it. It lets them go engage with it. So, you know, folks, we, we, we always sort of recommend people, we recommend companies partially because we think their technology is cool, partially because it gives you guys a chance to go play with it. So definitely go check out uh, what Steven and his team are doing. Um, you know, any, any, what's the best way for folks besides the contest? Where are they going to see you guys out at, at hackathons or big events and stuff if they want to come pick your brain face-to-face? Or what's the best mm-hmm. way to engage with you guys? Yeah, well, we'll definitely um, just reach out to us on, tw- on Twitter. We, we actually have an event called a- the API Strategy Conference, which we do once, in, one, once a year in Europe and once a year in the U.S. And the next one's going to be in Berlin uh, in April timeframe. So there's some links to that on our website. Um, it's coming up. Um, there's a couple of other things which might be interesting to check out. So we, we're involved in a bunch of community projects. So one of them is called APIs.json, uh, which is a way that people can just put a JSON file on their website and say, hey, my APIs are over here. Because one of the problems is it's very hard to find APIs often. So sure. that's at APIs.json.org. Uh, and there's also a lot of discussion about API copyright. And um, it's one of those challenging questions, you know, should API interfaces be copyrightable? And I encourage people to go and check out apicommons.org to, to go and get a handle on some of those interesting things. Okay, very cool. And we'll get, we'll get uh, links to those in the show notes for folks that are driving or running or listening to this and, and won't remember it. So very, very cool. Um, well, listen, uh, Stephen, you know, we're, we're sort of up against our time slot. We know uh, folks yeah. are busy. You're busy, busy, busy. Thank you so much for talking to us about this. It's, it's very you. cool stuff. And like we always tell folks, you know, the the barrier to entry anymore for people that, that want to go play with this stuff, that want to try it out in their businesses is so low nowadays. And, and projects like this are great because not only are they the technology, but there's other folks that are trying to do stuff. So great chance to collaborate, great chance to sort of test yourself a little bit and, and maybe win some cool things too. So. Absolutely. Well, listen, folks, um, we're out of time for the week. Um, As always, if you like the show, tell a friend, leave us a review on iTunes. Always, you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net. So um, for Aaron, who's out this week, and uh, once again, folks, for the stuff going on with the Krispy Kreme Challenge, the link's off the webpage now. Um, So thanks to Stephen uh, and for Aaron and for myself. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great week.